come on all over the building. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. All over, all over social media. Can we just go ahead and hit those emojis? And if you're in agreement that the Lord is good, if you know, if you know for yourself that the Lord is good, I dare you give God a praise. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. We bless God for that awesome praise team. Amen. They have really, CJ, they have really been listening to me. He did one part when I said, we got to take it up. We got to take it up. And I thought I was going to have to come out there and help them with it, but they did it. They nailed it just like I showed them yesterday. <laughs> I have decided that I'm not going to join the praise team. This is, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It just got rough on you, I know. There is breaking news, though, here at the Unity Worship Center that I'm announcing the return of Stevie and the Steve Mites. And we'll be dropping our newest album soon, Righteous But Still Ruthless, amen. <laughs> and we bless God. We truly bless God for the praise team. I, you know, I, I, uh, I try not to say much, you know, because, uh, you know, you know, you got haters. But uh, this used to be this, this thing that they started a couple years ago, saying my sister's better than yours or my brother's better than yours. My praise team's better than yours. Look, my mic went out, too. She, she turned my mic off. Did you, did you do that? <laughs> did you? Let me get you my amen, amen. I'm still going to say it, amen. I don't think that was the Lord right there, amen. That was, amen, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I won't start no trouble. I'm just going to say this praise team is dope, for real. I, you know, no nobody want it. I'm just going to say, I, let me get on into the scripture, amen. First, first Corinthians, first Amen. No, no, no. See, we'll, we'll, we'll spend a lot of time giving props to people all over the church. Amen. But I want you to know that they come to practice, man, and they practice. They practice, and, and they're dedicated, and they're focused, man. And, and y'all have pumped me, and I appreciate it. Amen. Because it was getting hard coming out here singing all the songs and then getting into the Word, and then people was like, sing one more, Pastor. And I'd be like, oh, man, you know. And so we... <laughs> We bless God for you guys, amen. You know, bless God for these musicians, amen. Pretty awesome. Hard to believe that it only took me six weeks to teach CJ most of that, and uh, he's coming along pretty well. First Corinthians 11 and 31, very popular verse. First Corinthians 11 and 31. I know my baby's on there watching. Happy anniversary, anniversary. 11 years, my rider. My homie love affair, amen. I know you're watching, Miriam Lyons. I bless God for you and your life, and I love you. Poppy's going to make this short and get on to the crib, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 31, very popular verse, 1 Corinthians. And I'm going to first read it out of the New King James Version, and then we're going to hit it from the Amplified Classic. And the Bible says, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Very simplistic sentence right there. If we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Now, I want to take it to another level by reading another version. And that version will be the Amplified Classic, 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. And it says, in the Amplified Version, 1 Corinthians 11 and 31, For if we searchingly examined ourselves, detecting our shortcomings, and recognizing our own condition, we should not be judged and penalty decreed by the divine judgment. Can I read that one more time? For if we searchingly examine ourselves, detecting our shortcomings, and recognizing our own condition, somebody say, mind your business, we should not be judged and penalty decreed by the divine judgment. May God add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most of all, the doers of his word. And we're going to come from the same topic of last week, 
being real about the trust. Being real about the trust. I don't know about many of you, or any of you, but what it is that I find myself in a position that I need to searchingly examine myself, it is usually because I have found myself in a place of sin or in such a prideful place, which is also sin, that I have to check myself. The Bible says that pride comes before the fall and it is nothing but sheer arrogance and pride to see all of the signs of needing to certainly examine myself, yet still refuse to. In fact, the Bible says that it gets to the point to where we become past feeling sometimes. And I don't mind to, to, to be honest, maybe you will help someone, because there has been times in my life that I could know that I am totally out of control, but my insanity, but what my insanity has in store for my flesh will have me purposely ignoring the warning sirens that's been activated in my spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When, when, when the insanity promises your flesh something that's just so off the hook, and the flesh says, I promise it will be worth it. Matthew Henry said, and I quote, self-examination is necessary to write attendance at this holy ordinance. If we would thoroughly search ourselves to condemn and set right what we found wrong, we should stop divine judgments. Clark said, and I quote, if we would judge ourselves, if we just judge ourselves, if having acted improperly, we condemn our conduct and humble ourselves, we should not be judged, punished for the sins that we have committed. Now, now, now before all of the Facebook theologians, because I've been noticing, uh, you know, we got some pastors that like to say some things. So before all the, the Facebook theologians begin to come at me, because I know that this verse is dealing with the subject of the Lord's Supper, and the issue of how uh, to come correct at the Lord's Supper is necessary. We know that. But that coming correct will never happen if I don't get myself right, period. Amen? If, if I don't ever deal with the things that's on the inside of me. And, and when it is that I find verses that, that might mean this and talk about the Lord's Supper, but if it's still a verse that set me free on a whole other level to where I ain't even got to talk about the Lord's Supper because it's done so much for me at this personal point of my life, then I don't think that God is upset that I got delivered and I wasn't thinking about the Lord's Supper when it happened. Amen? I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. When, when I find myself rotten to the core, and it happens, it happens, when, when, when my sinful behavioral patterns begin to not feel so good, any, anybody get enough of sin? I, you know, it, it was good for the moment. It was good the first three or four times, but, but because you are a child of God, no, no, matter how, you know, no matter how long it goes, no matter how good it is, eventually you'll find yourself with enough of it. When it is that, 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 that what used to please me now don't feel so good. When it is that I have some time to sit back and think about, get this right here. When it is that I have had some time to think about not so much what is wrong, but how the wrong has me restless. I'm, I'm not really thinking about what is wrong, but, but, but how the wrong is doing me psychologically. Lord, how merciful. I, I'm not really paying much attention to what is wrong as much as how wrong has my mind all perplexed. Because no matter how good it feels, the feeling stops feeling good because I'm still a child of God. Don't ever get that twisted. Don't think because I dropped the ball that he's disqualified me from the race. Don't think that because you have dropped the ball at some time or another in your life that he has disqualified you from the race. We have, we have so many people out here that are so condemning that every time somebody messes up, they automatically disqualify them from the race. The problem was you was never on the board to start the race, so how can you disqualify somebody from the race? And I don't know about nobody else in here, but I just believe that the investment on the cross was just a little too major, was just a little too heavy for God to be done with us because we have not yet got it all correct. Uh, even through social media, I can feel a church spirit, amen? 
Because, because when you begin to talk like this, Lord, have mercy. When you begin to talk like this, uh, you, you begin to get, uh, you know, uh, church folk begin to forget what it is that you're talking about, and they begin, they begin to meddle. They begin to try to figure out what you want. They, is, is he confessing something? Is he, can, is he confessing something? You know how church folk begin to think, I, I bet I know what he done. I, I bet I know what he done. You, you know, I know him. I, I knew him before he got saved. Amen. You know, all of that, right? You've got to watch out for church folk, pastors and people of God. Because, because your being transparent in hopes to find some answers to better you will have them church folk transforming into church detectives seeking to find enough to throw you in church jail. <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. You have to be careful. Watch this. You got to be careful because some of them pastors are church folk too, truth be told. I, I remember uh, Miriam and I were sitting at a table full of pastors and, and their wives one night, and we were just uh, we were just coming out of church, having a church service, and and, and the name of a particular pastor came up. Uh, the name of a particular pastor came up, and and like these four four to five pastors, I mean, they just begin to go in, and 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 so you got to be careful when you have a wife because how you operate trains your wife. Now I know some some women don't like to hear ain't nobody trained me. Everybody been trained, amen. And so, and so what, what, what happened was the men began to go in on this particular pastor, and then to my surprise, in started the women. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and you could tell that, that they had practiced slandering this man's name, all because he had made a few mistakes. They had found, it, found themselves worthy to disqualify his work. And, and I remember that night, I, I was sitting next to Miriam, and I said, I said, you know what, you know, if, this is, if it's really this bad, why don't we just, we know what time his service starts tomorrow, why don't we just go pray for him? Let's go pray for him before service, you know, and, and, and let's, let's, let's just, you know, let's, let's try to work it out for him. Let's, 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 let's petition heaven and, and work it out with him. It was so, it was so quiet at that moment. That you could hear a needle landing in a bag of cotton candy. Can, can I ask you a question? When is the last time that you sat down and began the process of searchingly examining yourself? How, how many of you find yourself in a place of, of where you know you should be, but you're not? And, 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 where, and where you are has nothing to do with your luck of the draw. It's not because you've got bad luck. It has nothing to do with the man that's sticking it to you. It has nothing to do with your level of education. It has nothing to do with your past lifestyle that may have led you into prison. Nothing to do with any of that. Everything that you're going through is simply because of where you decided to float your boat. Where you've decided to float your boat, you found out was shark water. And the problem with that is you ain't no shark. Listen, the Amplified Bible says that you need to searchingly, searchingly means looking at something in a way that is intended to find out the truth about something. Have, have you ever heard of, of one too many people? Have you ever had one too many people in your life that, that they're in your life but they don't even know each other and, and, and they begin to say things to you that are unflattering about you? They say, you know, this is an issue for you. This is, a, this is an ism for you. I didn't want to say much about it, but, you know, here's where you are. And, 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 and you really didn't appreciate it. But, but the fact that you got two or three different people that don't know each other but they both all three know you has you sitting down and thinking about you for a second. And finally, you begin to search yourself out, and, and you find that what they've been saying is true. See, at that very moment, you have to repent and put a plan in action to write the unflattering thing that all the parties had noticed and spoke to you about. I mean, it takes a special kind of messed up person to see they're wrong, but yet stay wrong, despite whoever it is that they're hurting. You've got to be careful about people who, who, who've been messed up for a while and conditioned by the messed up to the point to where they dig the messed up. And, and, and they'd rather just keep hurting people than let the messed up go. Oh, God. And you've got to be careful about dealing with people like that. And the Amplified says, 
that you need to examine yourself. The word examine means to inspect someone or something in detail to determine their nature or condition. Investigate thoroughly. Can I just say this? If you find yourself constantly in a bad place, if constantly you find yourself in a bad attitude, a bad, a bad mindset, lack of being able to keep it all together, your attention is all over the place, you're really not getting anything done that's productive, you're depressed all the time, you're mad all the time, you got something crazy to say all the time, people rubbing you wrong all the time, and, and you find yourself that, 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 that you need weed and alcohol just to get through the day, you might need to examine yourself. Can I just go ahead and talk about that for a second? Because I know I got a whole lot of weed smokers in the church. And I ain't talking about just the Unity Worship Center itself. I'm talking about the earthly church. I, I know there's a whole lot of congregants. I know there's a whole lot of so-called saints that, 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 that like to puff, puff, pass. <laughs> and if you have conversations with them, they, you know, they'll say things like, Pastor, you know, I'm sorry, but, but it, you know, it just it calms me down. I, I got so much going on in my life, and it just helps me get through the hell that's going on in my life. It just helps me, it just kind of helps me relax and breathe. It, it, it helps me to get a hold on things. And if that is the case, if you're saying, yeah, that's why I do it, then I want to tell you it's not the weed that you need. What you need is to examine yourself. Something has crept through the crevices. Something has ducked through. Something has slid its way in and begin to manipulate and dominate you. And the first thing you know to go to was one of the first things you left alone when you gave your life to God. You went back to what it used to make you feel good. Lord, have mercy. You remember when Jesus was crucified and, 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 and everybody was waiting, you know, they, they didn't think it was going to play out like that. And the first thing that Peter done to feel better was he went fishing. He, you got to be careful about going back to what you know when things don't work the way you, think they, you thought they was. You get the relationship, you get the nice little car, you got the job, everything is pumping. It looks like, you know, God is really showing up in your life, and you're, you're going to church every now and again, and, and you can see Jesus working, let you tell it, and, and then all of a sudden, the car breaks down, he gets silly, and, 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 and your health take a hit. Now, 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 now the two weeks, uh, a month that you was in church, you ain't in church no more, and, and you found something else to be able to get you through the pain. When it is that you feel like you can't smile until you smoke. When it is that you feel like you just can't, you know, really get it together until, unless you don't have a little sex. You understand what I'm saying to you? When you get to that point, there is a necessity to search yourself. Oof. You might need to inspect yourself. See, what, what often happens is when it comes to checking yourselves, we are quick to neglect that process. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, when, when it comes to checking ourselves, we, we neglect to be thorough. And, and, and as a consequence, issues and isms and strongholds continue to dominate your life. Can I say it again? If, if you're just going to play games when you go to check yourself, don't even waste your time. But, but I, when I go to check myself, it's because I realize that I done said things that I shouldn't have said and I usually wouldn't have said that. So the fact that I said it lets me know that something's off on the inside of me and I've got to check myself. I've got to search myself. When it is that I find myself in places that I ought not be, I know that something on the inside of me has went haywire, and I've got to check myself. And no matter how bad I look, and no matter how bad I might feel, and no matter how, and no matter how ashamed I might feel, and no matter how embarrassed it might be, I've got to be real about what I find because I've got too much to do for God to be messed up on the inside. You've got too much to do for God to be messed up on the inside. You've got to thoroughly... Investigate yourself. You got to check yourself. You got to examine yourself. You've got to inspect yourself. Lord, have mercy. Something laid, something the Lord laid on my heart this morning. I was up about 5.52 working on this, and, and, and the Lord laid this on my heart while I was working on it this morning. He said, he said this to me. He said, sin can feel good, but still be killing you. <laughs> 
sin can feel good but still be killing you. And, 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 and here it is that we've got so many, so many saints that just live together. And, and, and it feels good and it seems like it's working out. And, and man, you know, I know what the Bible says, but I don't see no wrong in it. I know what the Bible says, but we've been making it. And, and you got a whole lot of church folk like that, 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 that sin feel good, but, but it's still killing them. But because it feels good, they give way to the feel good. And, and, and since it feel good, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm off. Maybe, maybe the church people are wrong. Maybe the, pastor, maybe the pastor don't know what he's talking about. And, and maybe the Bible ain't, hey, 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 you understand what I'm saying to you? Because when, when it begins to feel good, you get to a point to where you're not letting that go. You ever, you ever have something feel good? and it feel good, yeah, and it feel good to you, and you're like, and you're like I ain't letting it go. <laughs> but it's killing you, the Lord says. That's why, that's why, that's why it feel good, Jamal. He don't make a sin for you that won't feel good. You leave that alone. He makes sin for you that you like. He, 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 he make, he make temptation for you that's hard to say no to. He, 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 he allows it to, to put you somewhere to where you automatically draw farther away from the word of God. Oh, God, I'm talking on you. <laughs> see, see and, and, and a whole lot of cool Christians is getting played because they think they killed so they don't listen and then they find themselves on the other side of heaven. Oh, God, you don't hear me. And they're trying to figure out, why is my life like this? How did I get here? How is this situation manifest in this manner? Because you was cool and cute and couldn't nobody tag you nothing. And now your life is a wreck and a shambles. And you're on the, ver the verge of giving up. He said, he said, this is what the Lord said, he said, sin can feel good, but it's killing you. Watch this, listen to what else he said. He said, it's dominating you. <laughs> he says, he says, he says, it's dominating you. Can I just go ahead and say that to everybody out there in social media, anybody in the building that might find themselves in sin, you, you might be having a good time, but sin is dominating you. And, and, and I know I got some people out there on media. I know some people are going to watch this a little later on. I know it might even be some people in here right now that says, ain't nobody, ain't no sin dominating me. And, and, but I got sin, but it ain't dominating me. And I must, then I would say to you, then stop. If you are dealing with something that you know that is contrary to God, and you saying that it's not dominating you, then I dare you right now to stop. Lord, have mercy. If that wrong that you know that you are doing in your life, that you know is against God, and you claim to love God, but you know the sin hurts God, stop, because you don't hurt who you're supposed to love. <laughs> you, you don't hurt who you love. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so if it's not dominating you, if you're not a victim to it, if you're stronger than that, then stop. If your lifestyle... If your lifestyle is, is badly training your kids and you know it is, well, since you know it is, just stop. And the majority of those that claim that their sin isn't dominating them won't even try. Why? Not because you ain't got nothing to prove to nobody, because you do got something to prove somebody when you made the statement or you thought the statement that your sin isn't dominating you. Then shut my mouth and stop. Now, 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 get this. If you stop, but then go back to it, it proves my point all the more. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> how, how many of you have been, been in sin? Lord, have mercy. How, how many of you have been in sin? Tell the truth, shame the devil. And, 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 and you told people that was, that, was, that, was, that was telling you the right thing, you was telling them, I can leave it alone whenever I want to. It ain't got me like that. I, I can walk away from this situation as soon as I want to. Three years later, you're still dealing with that situation. It has brought you no more joy. It has brought you no more pleasure. In fact, it is evident that it has messed everything up, but you still don't have the power to stop. <laughs> it's like an addict. You know, I only get high. You know, I only get high once a day. I, I don't, and I don't have to do that. But you do. 
And since you don't have to do it, then stop. Lord, have mercy. If that weed don't dominate you, but it does separate you from God, stop. If that liquor doesn't dominate you, but it does separate you from God, stop. If that sex that you're having with the one who lives with you, but is not your legal spouse, isn't dominating you, but is separating you from God, then stop. Let's go on. So, so, so as we are inspecting thoroughly, the Bible says in the Amplified Version, there should be some detection of shortcomings. <laughs> I like this part. See, 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 you are inspecting because you know that something's off. You ain't never inspected something that wasn't off. Uh, Tyrone and I work in security, and we, we pretty much have a, a pretty good job, pretty you know, laid-back job. It isn't anything crazy, but, but you know something's off when he comes out the building and I come around to his gate. Nine times out of ten, you will never catch us together. We conversate by radio or by phone. You will never catch us together, but, 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 but every now and then something happens that causes, that causes us to come out and have to inspect something. Sometimes we'll see some truckers doing some things that, 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 that doesn't seem like it is, it, it, it is in accordance with what it is that, of the laws that govern uh, 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 where it is that we work. And we have to go out and we have to inspect something. We, we only inspect. CJ came out yesterday. We had some people out on the property that we didn't know, and he had to inspect. He would have never touched the door if something wasn't off. You've got to pay attention to yourselves, people. That when something is off on the inside of you, it makes, your, it makes you act erratically. It makes you act different from what you usually act. And you've got to see that. See, the problem with most of you is you don't know yourself because you're too busy trying to know everybody else. You're too busy trying to have somebody. You're, trying to, you're too busy trying to be down, be in the situation, be in the know. And the problem is you ain't been in your business long enough to know when something's off. you got to know yourself. To say, you know what, I don't talk like that. Let me go, let me go pray. Hold on, hold on. I found myself, I found myself in a Deborah Cox situation. How did I get here? You know, I ain't supposed to be here. Let me go pray. And when it is that you begin to inspect, you've got to be real about what it is that you find. Oh God. Now, Tyrone and I don't necessarily like to find anything when we inspect. You work security yourself. When you have to go inspect, you're hoping that it's nothing. Because why? If it's something, it's going to bring discomfort because you have to come out of your comfort zone and deal with it, what it was that you found. Lord, help mercy, help me in here. Some of us don't want to inspect ourselves because we understand that once we find what it is that we find, no matter how much we like it, no matter how much we love it, no matter how good it is to us, you got to deal with what it is that you found. Oh, nobody want. So we inspect, hoping not to find nothing. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's usually good to take somebody with you. Oh, God. That's why, that's why when you begin to inspect yourself, you need to say things like, Holy Ghost, show me what it is that I'm missing. <laughs> oh, Lord. See, 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 see you, you've got to get past the point of neglecting, inspecting yourself thoroughly. Oh, God. And so, you ever see people, you ever see, uh, you ever see, give me, give me that mic. Huh? I don't want to play with this anymore. I want to I wanna make sure everybody get it. Amen. We're going to get that together. People, they walk around in the parks all weird, and, 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 uh, and they walk around in the parks, and they walk around, and sometimes you see them out in the shopping, in the shopping, uh, uh, um, in the in the parking lots, and they got them metal detectors, and they got them metal detectors, and they don't care what you think about them, and it's usually two people. You usually don't never see just one person with a metal detector. And every time I see somebody in the park, it's always two of them, and they're and they're quiet, and they're looking, and they're, they they're just doing that little thing around like that because they understand that something could be in here. Lord, y'all don't hear me in here. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and they're walking around, and, and, and they're walking, and get this, they're walking slow. And they're walking slow because they don't want to miss nothing. 
And, and, and that's, how, that's how we have to be slow inspectors of ourselves, understanding how critically important it is to be able to pick up on every shortcoming we find and do away with it. Shortcoming simply means a fault or a failure to meet a certain standard a fault or a failure to meet a certain standard, and that's what sin is. It's just simply missing the mark. You understand what I'm saying to you? And we have to come to the place where we recognize our condition, and the problem is that some of us have been conditioned in this state for so long that we don't even see that it's wrong anymore. That's why today people can claim God but argue against his word. This is why today people can claim to love God but justify their mess despite what the Bible says. And any time you find so-called believers in sin, it's usually for one of two reasons or both. And it might be more, but this is what I got today. Whenever you find, whenever you find sin, you will always find one, selfishness. You will never find sin and not find selfishness. That's automatic. They roll dogs. They hang together. You understand what I'm saying to you? So you do what you do because you want to be satisfied. You do what you want to do because you want to be pleased. You do what you want to do because you want what you want out of it. And when it is that you want what you want out of it, you don't necessarily care about what it's going to put nobody else through. And you're selfish. And any time that you find sin, you'll find selfishness. The second thing, <laughs> the second thing that you'll find when you find sin is a lack of faith. Oh, God. The second, thing, the second thing that you'll find when you find sin is a lack of faith. And I want to deal with that one. The, the, the lack of faith because you have yet to become real about the trust. It's a lack of faith because you have yet to become real about the trust. See, most times when you sin, you sin because you see your moment. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the enemy, but it really ain't your moment, baby. It really ain't your moment. The enemy has shown you a moment. The, the enemy has concocted a moment. Lord, y'all don't hear me in here. When you sin, it's because you see, you think you see your moment. Your moment to be happy. Your moment to have what you want. But I, but I want to say this. Any moment that is without God is a moment of sin. Ooh, it's a moment of sin. See, 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 you sexed him at first because you didn't see God blessing you with something so fine. You didn't see God blessing you with something so dope. You didn't see God blessing you with something so thick. So you went on and sexed him because you, you know, you saying stuff like this. Oh, this has to be God, though you couldn't trace God nowhere in it. Can I just go ahead and say that? When you can't trace God in it, he's probably not in it. And anything that is contrary to the word of God is contrary to the word of God. And if it's contrary to the word of God, then it's contrary to God. Lord, have mercy. And, and, and now, and now, watch this. And, and, and now you're losing at what you want. And if you don't play by its rules, you run the risk of losing what you always wanted. So, so, so you rely on your body and not your Lord. And as a consequence, there's another one that's played you. And not because he's a dog, but because you were disobedient. Quit running around here calling these men dogs. Quit running around here being surprised at what sinners do. Sinners do what sinners do. But the question becomes, I want to just go ahead and point this out because I'm so sick of this men and the dogs. Are, men and the, are, you, are we dogs or are you just dumb? I don't mean no offense, but I do mean to get your attention. Are we, are, we, are we just dogs? Are we really dogs? Or are you just disobedient? See, it always blows my mind when you got women that go to church. Lord, have mercy, help me in here. When you got women that go to church but men that stay home, but you go home from church and you want your man to be a church man, but you go home and do ungodly things with your church man, even though you just came out of church. Baby, you the one training foul. You the one training wrong. You want him to believe in a God that you don't believe in yourself. You want him to believe in a God that you've yet to bow to yourself. You want him to believe in a God when he's your God. Because he's who you listen to. He's who you operate for. He's who you please. Lord, have mercy. 
As soon as I get out of church, I'm going to go ahead and tell him. I'm going to tell him that scripture. And I'm going to tell him what pastor is because you know what? I'm sick of this. And if he's going to be with me, he's going to be with me right. And I'm going to do no one because I'm tired of this. And you know what? And, and he want to leave. He can leave. He can go back over to his mama's house because I'm, I'm paying all the bills anyway and all that. <laughs> and turn around and, and do do something smooth like this. Well, if that's how you feel, I'm gone. <laughs> And then you find yourself back in the situation of sin, but you want him to give his life to a God that you've yet to. And all he's got to do to show you how big your faith is and how real your faith is is promise to leave. Act like he's going to leave. I remember when I was in the street, I had a young cat. He was up under me, and he was like, man. I'm kind of tired, man. I'm paying all the bills, man. And every time she get mad at me, she talking about I can pack it up and leave. I said, for real? He said, yeah, man. You know, he young cat. I said, next time she do that, pack it up and leave. He said, man, you know, I said, don't worry about it. You ain't going to make it out the parking lot. <laughs> she going she gonna to be a human roadblock. She ain't letting you go nowhere. Pack, pack, pack it up and leave. That's what you do. That'll stop all that. See, 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 when you leave the church house on Sunday, and you got sexy decks waiting for you at the crib, and, and, and you know that you want to be happy, you know that you want to be whole, you know that, that, that happiness now is no longer, you just getting what you want, and he just getting what he want, and God ain't pleased, now happiness is, you know, God's pleased first, and on the strength that he's pleased, y'all can be happy, you, you, you got to go home with a, with a made-up mindset. You got to go home with a made-up mindset. You ain't got to be nasty. You ain't got to quote scriptures. You ain't got to do all that. You just got to go home with a made-up mindset. Listen, this ain't right. This ain't going to never be what we want it to be. If it's dope now, what is it going to be when God's in it? You understand what I'm saying to you? And until we do it right, you're going to have to go on home, and I'm going to have to stay over here, and we're going to have to put some distance. We're going we gonna to social distance. Amen. We're going to social distance. On, <laughs> let me watch myself. We're going to social distance, and, 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 and when it's time, it's going to be time. And, and, and see, see, quit going for that woman. He, he put a ring on it, but you still ain't married. <laughs> he put a ring on it, but, but you ain't getting married for two years. Baby, you being played. I, I already know you. Are you wouldn't have got the ring. Somebody help me in there. <laughs> we wanna, he wants to get our finances straight. It take two years to get your finances straight. You don't need that brother no way. Let me, let me get to this because my baby's waiting for me and I got to get home. And I, and I already know they're making angry faces. And, uh, uh, and so and get, this, get, this, get this. And so was he a dog or was you disobedient? And, 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 and you were disobedient. Get this. It, it, it's not because you don't want to listen to God. It's just that you don't trust God. You, you, know, you were not real about the trust. And since you were not real about the trust, you fell for the trickery again. Men ain't no different. We just do it in different ways. Unexpected bill pop up. Oh, we sold out. We deacons. We ministers. We whatever you need us to be, pastor, till something pop up to where money is necessary. Man has this mentality that as long as he's got enough money, he can make it through whatever. God oftentimes has to break man through money. Oftentimes God will show a man who he is with money. Lord, have mercy. And when things begin to mess up and you need more money, man will find himself praying less and working more. And so now, and now you're not, so you're not saying, Lord, you sit high, look low, see everything that I'm going through. I've been faithful to you. And, and none of that even matters. But, but, but you see my situation. I read in the word that I was once old, I was once young, now old. And the two things I've never seen is my seed forsaken or, or, the, or the righteous breaking bread. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and you don't do any of that, but you were sold out before there was an issue. You had scripture for every other man until you got an issue. Now we can't get you on here on Sunday because you at work there Sunday. Why? Because you got a bill. And, and, and the boss told you the only way that you can get overtime is if you work on Sundays. And your faith should have jumped up and said the devil is a lie. You understand what I'm saying to you? Some of you are already struggling with God as it is. You don't need to be taking days off from, the, oh God, from being in the house of the Lord. You need to be in the house of the Lord getting everything that you can get. But instead of trusting God, you trust your hands. You trust your hands. You ever worked more and more and more, neglected God while you was working, and come up with less? The, the, the numbers wasn't off. Everything that you saw was right, but God was not edified. In the, you understand what I'm saying to you? 
And so that God that you, that you worshiped, it failed you, Lord. And we're going to have to be real about the trust if we're going to be everything that we're called to be in this dispensation. We're going to have to be real about trusting God despite what it is that's coming up against us. You're going to have to be real. Why are you going to have to be real? Because your children are watching you. When hell and high water hits your home, your child is, your child is watching you. They want to see how you operate. They want to see if you hit your knees or if you hit your phone talking about please. They are watching you. You're going to have to be real about the trust. When calamity hits your home, you're going you're gonna to be, you're gonna have to be the man and woman of God. Sometimes there's going to be some things that you cannot explain and you're going to have to be real enough in God. You're going to have to trust God enough to say, we're just going to have to pray and believe him. And if you are not real about the trust, what you begin to do is raise up a generation that will not be real about the trust. They'll come to church. They'll shout. They'll clap. They'll snap. They'll, 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 they'll cry. They'll run around the building. They'll speak in tongues. But they'll have no power. And they will experience defeat after defeat after defeat until they say, you know what? If I'm going to lose, I might as, why, am I giving, why am I wasting my time in church losing? If I'm going to lose, I can lose in the world and have some fun. You understand what I'm saying to you? It is critical that you become real about the trusting God. When a time in our lives, we're seeing a time that we have never seen before. And in this, in this, this time frame, in this, in this dispensation, in this pandemic, in, in this situation, in this crazy, strange time, I, I got to know how to trust God. What it is that I cannot explain what it is that I'm going through and what it seems like that I am being put through, I've got to be able to trust God. You know why? And I'm done. You know why? I was dealing with it this morning. I didn't even write it down, but the Lord won't let it go. You know why we stay in our drama for so long? It's not necessarily because we like it. It's because it gets so bad that we have made the mistake of, of, of equating man with God. Lord, have mercy. And because man couldn't talk us out of the jam that we're in. And because man couldn't come up with a good way to get out of whatever it is that we've been caught up in. See, 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 you got to be careful not to put too much stock in man because when the smartest person you know can't come through for you, you just automatically assume that God can't either. The reason that we have been stuck with some of the madness for so long is not because God does not have the power to bring us out of it. It's because we don't believe God will bring us out of it. We don't believe it. How many of you in here and even in social media believe that some of the issues that you deal with, just go ahead and tell the truth. Just tell the truth that some of the issues that you deal with, you'll never come out of. Preacher, I hear you talking about the power of God. I hear you talking about how his, his arm is not too short that he cannot reach and his ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear. But, but I've been battling with this thing for a minute. And it seems like I'm never going to be able to come out of it. Tell the truth and shame the devil. How many of you deal with, I'm going to be a mess forever? And people done told you, ain't no, ain't no use in you going to church with the way you are. Ain't no use in you trying to get close to God. Ain't no use in you reading no Bible. Ain't none of that going to help you. And for whatever reason, you believed it. And the enemy's just been having his way in your life. I want to tell you today that you can trust God. <laughs> I want to tell you today that, that if you can't trust your mama, you can trust God. Some of us find that we can't trust our parents, but we can trust God. I've had best friends be best friends until hell hit my doorstep and we ain't best friends no more. But I can trust God. I've had some of the closest people, people that are never supposed to turn their back on you, turn they back on me at the worst time of my life, but I've learned that I can trust on God. Despite whatever it is that's coming up against me, despite what I've made for myself, despite the hells that I chose for myself, I can, I can still trust God. Even when it looks like I took a loss in the situation, 
I can still trust God. See, the awesome thing about serving God is that when you make up in your mind that despite what it looks like and despite what's all around you, I'm going to trust him because that's what I've made up my mind to do. Then, then hell can come and hell will go. Turbulence will, will be and turbulence will not. It's like a good suit, baby. If you're smart, you can buy one suit and it'll last you a lifetime because you don't buy in style. <laughs> you buy the last. And it don't make no never mind when the suits with the pockets way up here go out of style. It don't make no never mind with the, when the suits with the short, you know, they get short and all, and all skinny on you and all that, when, all tight on you. It don't matter when they go out of style because you bought a you bought a suit 10 years ago to last. And as long as you keep your weight up, you're good. You feel? <laughs> you're not taken by Johnny Come Lately suit. You bought a suit to last. That's the same way. Even more powerful with God. I don't care what it is that happens around me. I've decided to trust on him. Get this. I don't even care when I'm a trip because I've decided to trust on him. See, me tripping but not trusting him? Oh, Lord, ain't no telling what comes from that. But on the strength that I trust him, in the midst of the tripping, I can trust he gonna bring me out. Yeah. Hallelujah. We can trust him, amen? Listen, if you've not given your life to Jesus... If you've not, if your head was to hit the pillow tonight and grow cold and you don't know where you're, you would go, I'd like to give you an invitation to trust a man that will never let you down. To trust someone that he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He, he ain't funny style. He don't, he always answers. And even, when he, and, and even when he don't answer, he's answering. Lord, have mercy. I'd like to invite you to get to know a man that can take you from the worst parts of it and give you a reason to hope again. Anybody ever been hopeless? You ain't been hopeless, boy. You're only one. You, how you going to be hopeless at one? <laughs> My grandson said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't been hopeless. You ever been hopeless and then meet Jesus? Can I be real about it? You ever been hopeless and then remember Jesus? Oh, Lord. He's a hope giver. They sing a song that says he's a way maker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Lord, have mercy. I want to, I want to invite you today to give your life to God. If you're there in social media and are here in the building, just pray this prayer with me. And if you do, please let me know. Jump in my inbox and let me know. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that if I confess Jesus with my mouth and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I shall be saved. And I confess him with my mouth today, Jesus. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And Father, I ask for the strength and for the wisdom and the know-how to walk this walk for real. In Jesus' name. Father, I ask, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, I will walk in a way that's pleasing before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the family. We're so excited that you're down with us. Hit my inbox. Let me know. I'd like to get to know you and pray with you and answer whatever questions that you might have. Find yourself a, a Bible-based church that is preaching Christ crucified and teaching the word of God, not their opinions, not how they look at things, but the word of God. Come on down here to Unity Worship Center, 1975 Haggard Court. We'd love to have you. 
We'd love to fellowship with you. Listen, we are starting our regular services back June the 7th, 1045. We'll be having Sunday school. 1045, we'll be having Sunday school and 1130. June the 7th, we'll be going back to our regular worship service, in-house worship service. We welcome you to come and fellowship with us. It is going to be a high time in the Lord. We miss you, Unity Worship Center. We miss you. We keep in touch on social media and by phone a bit, but it's nothing like seeing your wonderful, beautiful faces, and we're yearning for the day for that to return. Amen. We want you to stay safe. We want you to stay safe out there, social distance, and uh, despite what you might think about what's going on, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 13, to obey your governing authorities. See, when you begin to understand that, that whether you agree or disagree, that don't matter. Only thing that matters is what the Bible says. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 13 to obey your governing authorities. And so us as leaders, we have to obey. Because if we ain't obeying, why would we expect you? So we can't wait to see you June the 7th. Come on and have a good time with us. Listen, if you haven't, uh, Unity Worship Center, if you haven't paid your tithes and offerings, uh, you can hit us at the, the cash app, which is money sign, UWC Lex. Money sign, U, as in uh, unicorn, W, C, Lex. Or you can go on the website, which is uwclex.org, and you can go to the, the uh, giving button, the online giving, and you can hit that, and you can pay by PayPal. Let me tell you something. Even if you're not a member of this church, but the Lord has it on your heart to sow a seed, this is good ground. Go ahead and sow that seed, U -W, uh, money sign, uwclex. Is our cash app, uh, and you can go to uwclex.org on our website and sow your seed there. If you're just old school like I am, you can send your check to 191975 Haggard Court, H-A-G-G-A-R-D, Lexington, Kentucky, 40505. You can sow your seed that way and let us know who you are, and we thank you for trusting us and operating with us and giving us the ability to continue ministry as God will see fit. It's good ground. You don't have to worry about it. Listen, so excited about June the 7th, but we'll be back here next week, and we hope that you log on with us at 1130. I believe that God has a word, and he's got great things for you and I to do. God bless you.